This is Apathy Hour. Today on Apathy Hour, we learn that there's always someone available to call, especially if you have no one to talk to. Let's get started. Starting off with your life pro tip, posted by user Fibromyalgia Fighter MD. Tips given to me by my 70 to 80 year old patients who have aged well and are happy and healthy in their old age. Some of us may have some anxiety or fear about aging into our older decades. In my line of work as a medical doctor, I meet many folks who are in their 70s to 80s. All have varying levels of health and functioning. A few quote-unquote exceptional ones that stand out to me are happy, healthy, and high-functioning. I started asking these individuals and couples for their quote-unquote secrets of aging well. These were their most common advice. Number one, they take good care of their brain and their bodies and have developed or learned habits to continue this for all their lives. They sleep as much as they can. They nourish themselves well. They still learn things. And most of all, they spend time having fun or enjoying being present in their surroundings. Number two, they don't neglect their most important relationships typically long-term marriages or long-term partnerships. The ones with long-term relationships are still having sex with one another and eye each other with joy and glee when they ask for a Viagra prescription. They tend to make each other smile and laugh even during a short office visit. Number three, not all of them exercise, but all of them have reasons to keep moving their bodies. These are usually jobs and or hobbies that keep their bodies moving in positions other than the usual sitting or standing or laying down during most of their waking moments. Number four, most common and most important of all, they wake up each morning with a sense of purpose or duty to a service that they are passionate about even after they retire. They never stop serving their partners, their family members, or their communities. May you all advance into your 70s to 80s with as much functioning and enjoyment out of life as possible. Much love. That's such a kind and loving life pro tip. Thank you, OP, for posting it. In my experience of working with elderly individuals, there does seem to be a common trend of people who are healthy and happy with loved ones in their lives versus those that are bitter, infirmed, and alone. Life can be such an adventurous journey that we don't all choose whether we will be sick or healthy in our later years. However, there are things we can do to make effort towards it. Just as well, we can't choose whether the people in our lives will be, will make good choices and be good people worth maintaining a relationship with. However, we can make decisions that shape our character and potentially the character of people around us. In my father's own wise words, it's best not to stress yourself worrying about things you have no control over. Focus your strengths on things you have the power to change. Your positive energy and good decision-making may influence others to have a positive outlook as well. Positivity can be contagious with just a laugh or a smile. 
Moving on to a story from Am I the Butthole. Posted by user ThazioJar2013. Am I the butthole for making a pregnancy jar? My husband and I have been married for six years. We don't have kids. We do want them, but it still hasn't happened yet. Friends and family are causing us constant stress about having a baby soon, but it's obviously something we can't control. We only wish that they'd stop, but to no avail. So what I did was come up with an idea. Have an empty jar and call it pregnancy jar. I carry it with me in my bag whenever I'm with friends and family and every time someone asks about when my husband and I are going to have a baby, I pull my jar out and ask them to drop a dollar in there for asking. I get puzzled looks, but they reach out for their pocket slash wallet slash purses and pull out a dollar and drop it inside the jar. It actually worked because most of them stopped asking after four months. Last week, we had dinner at my parents' house. My brother came back from his business trip that lasted a month, and while we were eating, he asked when me and my husband were going to have a kid. My husband paused. I got up from the chair and made my way to where my brother was sitting, with my jar in my hand, and asked him to drop a dollar for the question he asked. He stared at me, then laughed nervously, asking if I was being serious. Everyone was looking at us. He said, no, he doesn't have to pay me. But I told him he didn't have to ask either, so here we are. I could tell he felt embarrassed. He immediately reached out to his pocket, pulled out his wallet, and put a dollar in my jar. I made my way back to my seat and sat down and resumed eating like nothing happened. It got awkward afterwards. My mom pulled me into the kitchen later to tell me that I embarrassed my brother in front of his wife and family and said I should quit acting childish by running around with a jar demanding others put money in it. I told her they should quit asking then. She went on about how they're just worried about us since we are in our mid-thirties and don't have much time left if we want at least one healthy baby. I got upset and she started arguing. My husband and I left and we haven't seen them in days. Except I got a call from my sister basically citing whip mom and the others saying that I'm being childish. So am I the butthole for this? OP provided a few edit updates below. Number one, this has been going on for years, but in the past year, it has gotten worse. Number two, I already told them about how I feel regarding this question. My husband doesn't care much and says I should let it go too. Number three, Yes, they pay every time because it's just a dollar. It won't make me any richer or them any poorer. Number four, my husband and I spend the money on snacks to eat every night when watching TV or some toys for the dogs. One more thing. I realize that this could actually be expanded into wedding jar slash cake jar for weight loss slash work jar slash house jar and so on and so on, depending on the type of struggle. These are the things we struggle and get frustrated with often. But with the fact that people will just keep asking, then we might become millionaires one day. Also, someone suggested that I up the price to $5. It will mostly depend on the prices of gas, so we'll see. Before I provide my opinion, I'll go ahead and read the top comment posted by user GoldSomewhere1770. Not the butthole. How creative. I don't have to pay you. Yeah, well, you didn't have to ask something that's none of your business, but here we are. 
Love it. Now, my opinion, a little different. I'm going to go ahead and say you're the butthole in this situation. Sure, nobody needs to ask you that. And so it's definitely within your right to respond to that how you will. But it's one of those types of questions where people are just genuinely asking about how you're doing, just similar to asking how was your day, especially when it comes to something specific about your relationship and what you and your husband may have planned for the future. It's a sign that they're concerned about you and your well-being and your future. It's not necessarily something malicious. And if they had known prior to asking that you were good, you were going to ask for a dollar, then maybe that would make it more fair on their part to be charged that one dollar. But if I walked around or if anyone walked around with a jar and if somebody asked something specific to you just to see if you're doing well, like, for example, just a metaphor off the top of my head, if someone had a runny nose and was sneezing and they walked into an area where some people could see them and someone asked them, how are you feeling? Are you okay? And then they hold out a jar and say, hey, pay me a dollar. And you and they're like, why? Because you asked that question. You didn't have to ask. It's you get what I'm saying. It's a little unreasonable to try and force someone to do something like that or pay you just in response for showing concern. So, I mean, fair or not, I would say in this situation, you're the butthole. That's my opinion. But what do you think? Yeah. You listening to this podcast right now, who do you think is the butthole in this situation? I'd like to know what your thoughts are. Feel free to send me some feedback at my email and the contact information in the show notes, apathyhourpodcast at gmail.com. And finally, you should know. Posted by user Wizaban. You should know if you really feel the need to talk to someone, there are warm lines you can call. Why you should know? Warm lines, unlike hotlines, which are used for emergencies like the suicide hotline, are often available as well as 24-7s and can be used if you just need to vent or talk to someone. I recently experienced not having anybody to talk to as it was really late at night, like 3 to 4 a.m., but really felt the need to do so as I was going through a crisis for a recent breakup. So I instead called the suicide hotline as I knew you could call them in case of non-emergency situations too. I talked to someone and they were super helpful and supportive and really helped me not feel alone. Towards the end of the call, I asked if there was an alternative solution as I didn't want to risk occupying a line in case someone in an emergency was trying to call and they told me about the existence of warm lines. Hope this helps. Talking to other human beings really helps. And down in the comments, the top comment posted by user at sign work states, I used to work on a warm line, and if I were paid more, I'd do it for life. Call people. The call takers need someone to talk to, too. Personally, I wasn't aware of any warm lines and didn't know they existed. I absolutely see the usefulness in having these available to people in non-emergency situations that potentially could be an emergency depending on how people feel when they do end up having someone they can 
vent things to. So I encourage people to always reach out if they need any help, contact someone, and I'll make sure that I include the link to some of the warm lines that are provided by the OP. Thousands of police departments across the U.S. use crisis intervention teams to interact with the mentally ill, but one police department in Maryland was named the best in the world. Deborah Alfaron reports. Do you feel like she is a danger to herself or others right now? 24 hours a day. Get the protective order. Mental health clinicians answer what's called a warm line inside the Anne Arundel County Police Department in Maryland. City using the word hotline, we use the word warm line so that anybody can call. Voted the number one crisis intervention team in the world, this department says it's putting mental health first. How can we be helpful to them at that moment while they're in crisis? Just the one for the other day. Yeah. Lieutenant Steve Thomas heads up the police side of the unit. Jen Corbin heads up the mental health side. Officers in patrol can call in for a mobile crisis team. It's their discretion. Anything that's not a traditional crime. It could be homelessness. It could be someone in crisis. It could be a traditional mental health issue. M91 radio. Lieutenant Thomas says this approach has led to less crime and fewer arrests. You're given an option other than arrest. Plus, it's actually addressing a problem far upstream. Do you think that this unit saved your life? Yeah. If I'd probably been dead a couple times, and like I said, if not by my hand, then by somebody else's hand. Samuel Mason says he'd been arrested more than 50 times. That issue, I'm schizophrenic, I thought. People were after me. Then he encountered the crisis intervention team. Since I met them, I think I had gotten in trouble one time when I was off my meds. And I ain't been in trouble in like a couple years now. Right now, our community needs someone that they can call when they don't have confidence in the police. And our job right now here, Steve and I's job, is to get them to have faith in police again. Answering the call for a crisis of confidence, too. No problem. Deborah Alfaron, CBS News, Anne Arundel County, Maryland. That does it for this episode of Apathy Hour. Thank you for listening.